Welcome to the Sixer Podcast. If you heard either last week or a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had the Clark Family Mixtape uh, Part 1. This is Part 2. I had mentioned that we were doing just the nuclear family, uh, just the original six, if you will. The original six. And uh, this week, we are going to be exploring the songs, song choices of... The non-bloods. We did blood only last time. Uh, I like how I say uh, either last week or a couple weeks ago because I don't know when this is coming out. I don't know, and uh, you guys don't know. But hey, yeah, there was a part one. This is the part two. Uh, We're going to go into reverse age order this time around, and we have uh, all the in-laws, according to me, and also my wife will be featured on this uh, show. And uh, since it is the Sixer, we need six songs. We got my parents again doing this. So we're going to have my parents uh, pick a couple other songs uh, at the end of the episode because, you know what, spoiler alert, they're the oldest. So we're going from youngest to oldest. The youngest in-law that I have is uh, my sister-in-law, Lauren, also known as Laurel, is her actual legal name. But I call her Lauren because it's funny. Because my Uncle Willie calls her Lauren every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Laurel, uh, what, what, do you, what do you got for us? You got any information, anything? What's your pick for this week? Go ahead. Okay. Well, my song is actually released in 1968. Um, it's by the Rolling Stones, and um, it's called You Can't Always Get What You Want. The first time I heard the song, I was probably rolling on the ground crying cause my, um, because I wanted a Barbie car so bad when I was probably around, like, I don't know, six years old, and my dad would just blast this song, and it would make me cry. <laughs> actually even more than you know like than I was crying before he would just blast it to me so um that this was actually our the song that I danced with my dad with um and it's kind of a ironic story because our DJ sucked (laughs) he was our neighbor we just we had him because my mom wanted us to have him because you have to have the neighbors the DJ you can't like invite him to the wedding and not have him DJ it so he was just terrible. He mixed up our C- he was still using CDs. And he mixed up this tape with we had like a Frank Sinatra singer before. And he mixed up I don't know, some kind of CD tape, but this one was we wanted to dance the shorter version of the song and he actually you know, screwed it up. So he um had us dance to the longer version and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Awesome. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I saw her today at the reception. 
Uh, great song, of course. It, it, you know, historically great song. Uh, you can't always get what you want. Also has those connotations, okay? You can't always go. Very John Schultz thing to do is to blast that song when you can't always get what you want. And, uh, you know, fun fact, Laurel says she's going to get her daughter, Lily, a Barbie car because of that. <laughs> she's going to get a Barbie car because of that. Uh, we're going to hear from Norm, uh, my brother-in-law, next. And uh, he's not here with us currently, so I'm just going to cut into that interview right now. Norm, hey, what's your song? So like I mentioned, uh, Norm, I'm, I'm outside here. It's a day later. Uh, me and Norm are out here on the day porch. Day late and a dollar short. Day late and a dollar short. And Norm has a song for us. Norm, what's your song? So my song is Last Call by Kanye West. Mm. Um Last song on College Dropout album, his first album. Uh, it's about a 12-minuter, I think. Mm-hmm. Starts off with some rapping, you know, solid beat, really good lines. And then, like, the last nine minutes, I think, are just his story about him coming up. Yeah. It's sick, dude. I love it. It's one of my favorite Kanye songs, for sure. Yeah. I just, uh, fun fact, I just listened to College Dropout on the way up to Galena. Mm. So uh, he... If, if you want a, a good book to read, there's a book called Kanye West Owes Me $300. And it's about this guy who he was like a white rapper, and now he's just like a comedian guy. A but guy. just he's just, a, he's just a white guy on the radio, I guess. He's a radio host now. Uh, but, yeah, this is uh, Last Call, Kanye West uh, 2020. Let's hear it. Yo, fuck you, Kanye, first and foremost, for making me do this shit, motherfucker. I had to throw everybody out the motherfucking room, because I'm fucking... I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. La, 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 And I am. And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me, I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky This is the last call for alcohol for the So get your ass up off the wall The all around the world digital underground pock The Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer of the Rock I take my chain, my 15 seconds of fame And come back next year with the whole fucking game Ain't nobody expect Kanye to end up on top They expected that college dropout to drop and it flop Then maybe he stopped, saving all the good beats for himself Rockefeller's only niggas that help My money was standing in Sean Paul Goatee head Not John Paul Goatee air, Cologne fill the air Yeah, they say he bougie, he big headed Would you please stop talking about how my dickhead is Flow infectious, give me 10 seconds I have a buzz bigger than insects in Texas It's funny how I ain't nobody interested To the night I almost killed myself in Lexus Now I am And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me I tell them Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses To the sky This is the last call for alcohol For the So get your ass up off the wall 
Kanye the most overlooked? Yes, sir. Now is Kanye the most overbooked? Yes, sir. Do the fans want the feeling of a tribe called Quest? But all they got left is this guy called West. That'll take freeway, throw him on tracks, your most deaf. You call him Quiley or Quayley. I put him on songs with Jay-Z. I'm the Gap like Banana Republican Old Navy. And ooh, it come out sweeter than old Sadie. Nice as Bum B when I met him at the Source Awards. Girl he had with him ass, coulda won the Horse Awards. And I was almost famous. Now everybody love Kanye. I'm almost raining. Some say he arrogant. Can y'all blame him? It was straight embarrassing how y'all played him. Last year shopping my demo, I was trying to shine. Every motherfucker told me that I couldn't rhyme. Now I can let these dream killers kill my self-esteem. I use my arrogance as esteem to power my dreams. I use it as my gas, so they say that I'm gas. But without it, I'll be last, so I ought to last. So I don't listen to the suits behind a desk no more. You niggas wear suits cause you can't dress no more. You can't say shit to Kanye West no more. I rock 20,000 people, I was just on toe. I'm kind of Louis Vuitton dime Bought my mom a purse, now she Louis Vuitton mom I ain't played a hand, I was dealt, I changed my cards I prayed to the skies and I changed my stars I went to the malls and I balled too hard Oh my God, is that a black card? I turned around and replied, why yes But I prefer the term African American Express Brains, power, and muscle like Dane, Puffy, and Russell Your boy back on the hustle, you know what I've been up to Killing y'all niggas on that lyrical shit Mayonnaise, color bins, I push miracle whips And I am And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me I tell them Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses To the sky This is the last call for alcohol For my niggas So get your ass up off the ball oh. So this a and all Rockefeller named Hip Hop Picked the truth beat for Beanie And I was in a session with him I had my demo with me You know, like I always do and I played the song He's like, who's that spitting? I'm like, it's me He's like, oh, okay uh, He started talking to me on the phone Going back and forth Just asking me to send him beats And I think he's trying to get into managing producers Because he had this other kid named Just Blaze He was messing with And um, he was friends with my mentor, No ID And No ID told him, look, man If you want to mention Yo, Kanye You got to tell him that you like the way he rap I was like, I don't know if he's gassing me or that, but he's like, he want to manage me as a rapper and a producer. I'm like, oh, shit. I was messing with uh, D-Dot also. People like this talk about the ghost production, but that's how I got in the game. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here. So, you know, after they picked that truth beat, I was figuring I was going to get some more work. But shit just wasn't popping off like that. I was staying in Chicago. I had my own apartment. I'll be doing, like, just beats for local acts just to try to keep the lights on and be able to go out and buy Get a Pelly Pelly off layaway, get some Jordans or something, get a Techno Marine. That's what we wore back then. <laughs> I made this one beat where I spit up this Harold Melvin sample. I played it for Hip over the phone. He's like, oh, yo, that shit is crazy. Jay might want it for this compilation album he's doing called The Dynasty. And at that time, like, the drums really wasn't sounding right to me. So I went and um, I was listening to Dre Chronic 2001 at that time. And really, I just, like, bit the drums off explosive. And put it like with a sped up sample And that was kind of like my whole style Where it started when he rapped on This Can't Be Life And I was like really the first beat of that kind That was on the Dynasty album I could say that was the, the resurgence of the soul sound You know I got to come in and track the beat And at that time I was still with my other management I really wanted to roll with hip hop just, I, I just needed some fresh air You know what I'm saying Cause I, I've been there for a while I appreciate what they did for me But you know, it's a time in every man's life where you gotta make a change and try to move on to the next level. 
That day I came and I tracked the beat and I got to meet Jay-Z and he said, oh, you a real soulful dude. He uh, played the song because he already spit his verse by the time I got to the studio. You know, he do it in one take. He said, tell me what you think of this. And I heard it and I was thinking like, man, I really want more like a simple type Jay-Z. I ain't want like the, the, the more introspective, complicated rock, or in my personal opinion. So he asked me what you so think what you of it. And I was like, man, this shit tight. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm going to tell him. And I was on the train, man. You know, So... After that, I went back home. Man, I'm I'm just in Chicago. I'm trying to do my thing. You know, I got groups. I got acts. I'm trying to get on. And, like, one nothing really, like, popping off the way it should have been. One of my homies, that was one of my artists, he got signed. But it was supposed to really go through my production company. But he ended up going straight with the company. So, like, I'm straight holding the phone, getting the bad news that dude was trying to leave my company. And I got evicted at the same time. So... I went down there and tracked the beats from him. I took that money, came back, packed all my shit up in a U-Haul, maybe about 10 days before I had to actually get out. So I didn't have to deal with the landlord because he's a jerk. Me and my mother drove Come to on, let's just go. Newark, New Jersey. I hadn't even seen my apartment. I mean, I pulled up, I unpacked all my shit. You know, we went to Ikea. I bought a bed. I put the bed together myself. I loaded up all my equipment, and the first beat I made was a Heart of the City. And Beans was still working on his album at that time, so I came up there to Baseline. It was Beans' birthday, matter of fact, and I played like seven beats. And, you know, I guess he was in his zone. He already had the beats that he wanted. I did nothing like it already at that time. But then Jay walked in. I remember he had a Gucci bucket hat on. I remember like like it was yesterday. And Hip Hop said, yo, play that one beat for him. So I played Heart of the City. And really, I made Heart of the City. I really wanted to get that beat to DMX. Then I played another beat. Then I played another beat. And I remember that Gucci bucket, he took it and like put it over his face. And he made him faces like, ooh. Two days later, I'm in Baseline and I seen Dame. Dame didn't know who I was. I was like, yo, what's up? I'm Kanye. Yo, you that kid Kanye? You that kid that gave all the beats to Jay? Yo. This nigga got classics to your beats, me. Got classics. <laughs> you know how he talking shit. I'm like, oh shit. And all this time, I'm starstruck, man. I'm still thinking about, you know, I'm picturing these niggas on the show. The streets is watching or whatever. I'm looking, these are superstars in my eyes. Are they still alive, you know? So, Jay came in and he spit all these songs like in one day and in two days. I gotta bring up one thing, you know. Go back in the story. The day I did the Can't Be Life beat, I tracked it. I remember Lenny Yester's there. He had some Louis Vuitton sneakers on. He think he fly. And hip hop was there. I think Tata, John Manelli, a bunch of people. I didn't know all these people at the time. They was in the room. I said, yo, Jay, I can rap. And I spit this rap. They said, uh, I'm killing y'all niggas on that lyrical shit. Mayonnaise, color bins, I push miracle whips. And I saw his eyes light up when I said that line. But you know, the West, the rap was like real whack and shit. So that's all the response. He said, man, that was tight. And that was it, you know, I ain't get no deal <laughs> Okay, fast forward So, Blueprint H to the Izzo, my first hit single And I just took that poly Built relationships with people And my relationship with Quali I think was one of the best things that ever happened to my career as a rapper Because, you know, of course, later He allowed me to go on tour with him Man, you know, I appreciate I love him for that and at this time, you know, I didn't have a deal. I, I had songs and I had relationships with all these a and so they want a beat from me. So they call me over, they play them some beats. Give me a beat that sound like Jay-Z, you know, they dick riders or whatever. So I'll play them these post-blueprint beats or whatever, and then I'll play my shit. I'll be like, yo, but I rap too. They, I guess they was looking at me crazy because, you know, because I ain't have a jersey on or whatever. Everybody out there, listen here, I played them Jesus Walks and they didn't sign me. 
You know what happened? It was some A&Rs that fuck with me though But then like the heads It'll be somebody at the company that I say nah Like Dave Lighty fuck with me My nigga Mel brought me to a bunch of labels Jessica Rivera, man Y'all niggas are stupid if y'all don't sign contracts huh. Real I'm not gonna say nothing to mess my promotion up Y'all niggas are stupid <laughs> Let's just say I ain't get my deal The nigga that was behind me I mean, he wasn't even a nigga The, the person that actually kicked everything off was Joe 3H from Capitol Records He wanted to sign me really bad Dame was like, yo, you gotta deal with Capitol? Okay, man, just make sure it's not whack Make sure it's not whack Then one day, I just went ahead and played it I wanted to play some songs Cause you know, Cam was in the room Young Guru and Dame was in the room So I played Actually, it's a song you'll never hear Or maybe I might use a song that's called Wow I go to Jacob with 25,000 You go with 2,500, wow I got 11 plaques on my walls right now You got your first gold single, damn nigga, wow Like the chorus, I'm like, don't bite that chorus Cause I might still use it So I play that song for him And he's like, oh shit, oh, shit. It's not even right I ain't gonna front, it's kinda hot <laughs> like they still wasn't looking at me like a rapper And I'm sure Dane figured like man If he do a whole album, if his raps is whack At least we could throw Cam on every song And say the album, you know <laughs> So uh, Dane took me into the hallway He's like yo man B, B you don't want a brick You don't want a brick You don't want to catch a brick You gotta be on an umbrella, you get rained on I told hip hop And hip hop was like oh word Actually, even with that I was still about to take the deal with Capital because it was already on the table and because of my relationship with 3H. That, you know, because I told him I was going to do it and I'm a man of my word. I was going to roll what I said I was going to do. Then, you know, I'm not going to name no names, but people told me, oh, he's just a producer rapper and told 3H that I told the heads of the Capital. And right the day, I'm talking about, I planned out everything I was going to do, man. I, I had picked out clothes. I already started booking studio sessions. I, I started arranging my album, thinking of marketing schemes. Man, I was ready to go. And, and they had mail call me. They said, yo, Capital pulled on the deal. Yo, Capital pulled out of the deal. And, you know, I told them that Rockefeller was interested. And I don't know if they thought that was just something I was saying to gas him up to try to push the price up or whatever. I went up. I called G. I said, man, you think we can still get that deal with Rockefeller? Norm, great song, even though I have not heard it uh and what it is but great song norm <laughs> I, I i hate that i have to do the post game without him here but it's okay that was a good song and I, you know what i'm gonna guarantee that was a good song because i respect this man's music taste uh next up we're going youngest to oldest uh the next in-law i have here is a guy named uh, jersh uh he is my youngest sister's husband uh he is a uh, English person, <laughs> and he has a son. And, 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 yeah, yeah. He's an English person. Wait for the accent. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> uh, and he's gonna give us a song here. Josh, Josh, what's your what's your pick here for the Sixer? Hey, up, Chuck. You all right, love? <laughs> Just kidding. I have an American accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in in light of the English. Um, some of you may know that Leeds United just won Promoted. the well, won English it. League Championship. Mm-hmm. 
and now they're going to be promoted to the Premier League. So in light of that, the song that I've picked is Marching On Together. Ah, there you go. Um, So some of the history behind that song, it was written in 1972 by a guy named Les Reed, who I didn't know about today, (laughs) but I looked him up, and he wrote a little song called it's not unusual to be loved no by way. anyone. That's the connection. Awesome. Same guy. He wrote the Tom Jones song. He wrote that in 1972 because Leeds won the FA Cup, which is England's tournament of all professional teams in England, and Leeds won in 1972. Good. The other cool thing about that song is it became top 10 in all of England, which is hilarious. The, the Leeds song? Yeah. No. When you hear the song, you'll know why that's funny because <laughs> – it sounds like a kid's song. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that's awesome. that. That's great. Love it. Let's hear it. Marching on together. His hair is red and fuzzy, and his body's black and blue. Believes go marching on. All right, there we go. Glory leads united. Glory, glory leads united. Glory, glory leads united. They're the greatest football team in all the land. Awesome. Uh, that's that's the lead song, and I love it. And and you heard it here. And it's a great, it's a great, it's a great song that sucks, and I love it. 
the next person we have uh, up here is actually uh, not really an in-law to me. Uh, more of uh, more of my wife. You heard her a few weeks ago. She did a high school uh, high school emo music episode a few weeks ago, which had a great reaction from our fans of the Sixer podcast. Uh, and our fans, meaning the person that listens to it, the one that does. <laughs> Thank you, fans. Fan. And uh, Steph, what is your song that you are choosing for the Clark Family Mixtape Part 2? Well, when you, Kevin, mm-hmm. told us to find a song that was our favorite of all time or our favorite right now, I had trouble, to be honest, but I wanted to think of something that had like a little bit of longevity for me, like one that I would sing as a kid and then one that I would sing like my lungs out now. And that for me was Alanis Morissette. So I picked um, You Oughta Know and it's not exactly family friendly. But I, this came out in 1995, and so I was only seven when it came out, but I would still like sing all the words, and I remember me and my best friend when I was little would sing it, and her mom would like turn off the car for the curse words, like when we were at the gas station, she'd like turn off the car and then turn it back on after cuss words, and I don't remember if it was exactly this song or another Alanis Morissette song, but I do remember that. Um, and this song is from Jagged Little Pill, which I think everybody knows that album. It's the, it's it's the best. Yeah it's, yeah, it's the absolute best. It's one of the best albums all time. Um, and so, what else was I going to say about this? Oh, um, when I looked up this song, I didn't realize this was the first song that she released after like a bubble bump, bu- <laughs> bubble bum, bubble gum <laughs> pop sort of feel like this was her first (laughs) alternative rock that she became known for so I thought that was an interesting fact so who is the song about um gosh I don't know that guy's name but from Full House right uh Coulier right no yeah well Joey Gladstone is the Uh, the Full House name who is his name is it Stamos (laughs) no no Stamos no white guy Dave Coulier I think it is Dave yeah. Coulier. Coulier. It's yeah. No, nope. actually, I heard it was about Coolio, the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Coolio. Well, what's the name of the song? You ought to know. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear that song. I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but. Best for you both. I know the version of me. Is she perverted like me? Would she go down?
We got Jelly Jam Jams in the house. Uh, great song by Steph. Great pick, I guess. She didn't record that song. But uh, great, great pick. One of the best albums of all time, Jagged Little Pill. If you do not uh, have that album in your collection digitally, do it right now. Uh, uh, yeah. What what year did that come out? You said 95? 95? Yeah. Awesome. Uh Again, we're going to hear from the parents because it's called The Sixer, right? So we need six songs, and we have a couple more left. We're going to start with my mom because we're going in age order. Mom, what is your song that you would like to talk about uh, this evening uh, or this morning or this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this? Mom, what's your song? September. Oh, really? <laughs> I know. By Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's my go-to song. I am the best dancer to this. <laughs> and um, I think it came out in like 1977, I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> Eight, else? 78. Um, well, I just kill it on the... What? Do you remember? I don't remember. Do you remember? 
I kill it on the dance floor. That's all I'm going to say. And you're welcome. So here you go. <laughs> uh, fu- 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 fun fact before we start playing this song. Uh, fan of the podcast and one of my podcast idols, Blake Clayton, uh, his stepson Eli was born on September 21st, and he loves this song because it's his birthday. I mean, he's like a 13-year-old, but he still loves this song. So uh, let's hear uh, September by Earth, Wind, and Fire.
Great track, September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, you know, Kelsey mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, or last week, I don't know, again, don't know when this is coming out, but uh, that our father has had a uh, tremendous, uh, I guess, influence on our music tastes. And that song, Earth, Wind, and Fire, that is my mom's uh, influence on my music taste, music taste, which she has had quite a bit of uh, influence on all of us, I feel like, um, as far as what we listen to. And Earth, Wind, and Fire is for sure a linchpin in the Clark family. I'm glad that it made it in here to the mixtape. Uh, Recap-wise, Mom, did you want to say anything about... Uh, that song at all or no because dad dad he, he he insists that there's a recap for some reason no okay of course you don't but i have a one more song one more song this is gonna take us out uh so thank you for listening to this podcast i know it's kind of a shit show but it's okay uh it's it's a fun it's a fun it's a fun time for me and i i say this i've said this probably 20 times uh, this is a fun time for me, and it should be a fun time for you. You can listen to this and play it like a playlist. And uh, this is the last song we're going to have here. So follow us on Twitter, The Sixer Podcast. Follow us on uh, everything else, The Sixer Podcast. It's easy. Subscribe everything that you want to say at the end of a podcast to plug it. Dad, what is your final song that's going to take us out? Let's hear it. Okay, thanks, uh, Kevin. It was a really tough decision. I'm a big Allen Brothers guy, you know, Blue Sky. Uh, I like I like uh, Van the Man, uh, Tupelo Honey's a big one. Son of a Son of a Sailor, Jimmy Buffett. But you know what? If I have to think about one of my go-to songs, it's "The Weight" by the band. Long story about this song. I mean, uh, it tells a story about a guy who visits Nazareth. It's not a religious song. It's Nazareth, Pennsylvania. And uh, that's where Martin guitars were made. And when uh, Robbie Robertson was writing a song, he looked inside the belly of the guitar, and there it said, Nazareth. So he tells a story about this guy who visits Nazareth, and his friend Fanny told him to visit all these crazy people, and the weight is the load that he had to withstand visiting all these nuts people. So it's a, you know, it's a unique song because there's three lead vocalists. I mean, uh, Rick Danko and Levon Helm and Richard Manuel all take the lead and they all harmonize the choruses. But there's these crazy people that, I mean, Crazy Chester and Fanny and Annie and, oh, it's just an awesome song. And there's a, <clears throat> a lot of uh, covers of it. An interesting cover, you know, I looked it up, I just looked at some stuff, and an interesting cover was Aretha Franklin covered this song, mm. featuring Dwayne Allman mm. on guitar using an empty bottle of de decongestant pills on his guitar <laughs> to play the song, which is kind of nuts. But The Weight is an awesome song. It's a great story from a great band, The Band. All right, we're going to hear the wait here in a second. I just wanted to add one thing. The best part of the entire song is when he's talking about Crazy Chester and uh, the lyric that you will hear in just a moment here is, he just grinned and shook my hand. No, was all he said. And that is, 
I think, one of the funniest lyrics present day. I mean, obviously, it's it's a songwriter type of lyric, but it's very funny to imagine. Uh, this is The Wait. Let's hear it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.
to get back to Miss Fanny. You know she's the only one. 